Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to another edition of Chairgating. I think we're on episode 30, maybe? Episode something. Uh, the whole thing pretty much is tournament talk. So your one-stop shop for everything tournament. We talk a lot of upsets. That's, uh, I think, what we talk most about, right, Jay? Yeah. I mean, we talk about how the 16 seeds are going to be the one seeds, and no one's going to win the championship. No one. Not a single person. All right. Let's get into it. Hello. Come right in. Rock, flag, and eagle. All right. Episode 30, here we go. It's time for the real March Madness. It's time we can finally talk bracket. Um, just like everybody else is doing, except, you know, we actually talked about the regular season like nobody else was doing. Yeah, the funny thing is, this is definitely by far the most that we that I've paid attention to college basketball during the regular season. Oh, absolutely. I, I thought this was going to be awesome. Come tournament time, I'm going to be so acknowledged and fill out a perfect bracket like I haven't been able to right. fill out that winning bracket, you know, see the upsets coming. And instead, I'm coming into March Madness with pretty much the same knowledge I've had any other year. Yeah, it's like I actually know these teams now, especially uh, some of the perennial upset teams. You know, I've been watching them. I know them. So I, I talk like I know what I'm saying, but when it comes down to it, when it comes down to these picks, I have about as much of a chance as somebody that paid no attention all season. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of the beauty of March Madness. It's I mean, also it's, it's, just, it's sad. It's, frust- it's frustrating, but it's also like the one thing that kind of keeps us coming back every year to watch it and complain about it and just make a big deal about it. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, recorded i was a guest on another podcast called how to do that uh, they also have a website how to do that.co uh, it's pretty funny it's like satirical stuff like very very simple things like how to set up your room for a, a video job interview um you know without your naked roommate in the background or something funny anyway it was it was a it was a fun episode everybody should check that out i think it's on itunes and they had me on to talk about filling out a bracket and just like simple things like 
you know, who should you pick if you don't pay attention? And well, I was going to say, just telling you to go on ESPN.com and then go and find, fill out a bracket. I figured that was what you're talking about. Just I, I actually, I literally did that first. I was like, shoot, type in NCAA bracket. Yeah. I was like, it'll come up with the first thing and tell you to print it out. <laughs> so oh. I actually did oh, mention sure. that as well. Are you uh you you print it out as well? Because obviously we, we do the uh, the online version just to keep up with with the points. But you also print one out, print a few out, and do that by hand. Uh no, I go green. I'm uh trying to save the earth, so I go completely green. I don't print anything out. Don't hold it in my hand. I am all okay. on the phone, on the interwebs. I'm uh yeah, I'm fully Good green. Good for you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I do it for that reason. It's, you know, it's harder for me. I like to write with the pen, but I'm like, you know what? No, I, I need to step up and do something myself as well. Uh, if you can't tell, it's early in the morning for me, 7 a.m. This is not normal for me, but uh, Jay over here insisted. So here I am drinking my coffee. Got yeah, little... but daylight savings was a couple days ago. So I think that it should you should be more rested, right? No, we lost an hour for daylight savings. No, I'm pretty sure what actually happened was... You got an extra night of sleep somehow. No, no. Uh, we lost an hour, so I, I'm i still affected by that a few days ago. It's just like jet lag. I'll use that excuse for like an entire week if I only like lost one hour. Like coming from like the East Coast back to Central. I'll, you know, on Friday I'll still be like, you know what, that was, it was that jet lag from uh, from last Saturday. And then the good, the good part about it lining up with March Madness is now you'll be spending the entire weekend – uh, day and night watching TV. So, you know, come Monday, you'll have that excuse as well. I'm still coming down from March Madness. Exactly. Yeah. You just and, ride these excuses all the way until April. And uh, like like I was discussing on the other podcast, I'm the type of guy that I really don't want to be around people, especially people I don't know. So likelihood of me like going out and watching the games at a bar or something is very, very unlikely. I'll probably just be locked away in my apartment, shades blind shut, maybe have some Fortnite on, depending on what game's also on, and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, just have, have a game on constantly. That's probably going to be my weekend. Hey, speaking of Fortnite, before we hop into all this discussion, did you see Drake was playing with Ninja last night on, uh, on Twitch? Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's all over Twitter right now. I, I woke up this morning and saw that... Uh, I, I didn't actually know who Ninja was on Twitch. Like, apparently, he's the biggest Fortnite player in the world. Yeah, he set the record. And so, yeah, that was pretty big news. He also played with Juju Smith-Schuster and, um, and uh, damn, what's the rapper's name? Who uh, got the crazy hair? Travis Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah, from so Houston. Drake, H-Town, Juju, homie. Travis Scott, and Ninja all were playing squad last night, and it was blowing up the internet. Oh my god! I saw the other night a rapper got a victory, a victory royale, mm-hmm. and he had zero kills. And I was just like, "Are you serious? What? Like, how do you even get to that position?" Oh, because he's playing duo or squad or something. Yeah, that or he just like camped the entire time. But yeah, he was probably playing squad, and then he had a rocket launcher, and he would just happen to be underneath the last guy. I mean, he didn't know how to build. It was just like, he looked terrible. But he got a victory royale, and they all started screaming. They're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, I hate you so much. I've had one victory royale, but it was on uh, my brother's account. So I get no credit for it. <laughs> can't you um, Can't you go back to the archives and watch 
watch your old games. Isn't I mean I'm just speaking out of pure. I thought you had to like record it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I if you that, press like record on your PlayStation, then you can. But I guess I guess that makes sense. But I, I for some reason I thought that it was always recording somehow. That's creepy. I hope <laughs> not. PlayStation Big Brother over here. I got it sitting yeah, over there also, right now. Is it recording? When yeah, I'm, not only. Yeah, not only are they recording the TV, they're also just recording your uh, reaction too. Just for it's just for reactionary purposes. Yeah, they're not going to sell that information anywhere. No. No, yeah. why would they? All right. Anyway, getting into uh, Braggit. Um, in these, in the other podcast that I was recording yesterday, I mentioned some of the underrated teams that I think could go on a run just based on Ken Palm's rankings. Do you want to hear what I have to say about that? Yeah, sure. I'd like yeah. to. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's, you, well, first of all, what are your qualifiers? Is it like twelve and under, or what's what's that? No, it's just like teams that were ranked pretty high in Kempom that were like six or under seeds type thing. Oh, okay. Um, then I'm just like, wow, they they probably could have been a higher seed, but you know they're not, so they might go on a run. Just, just that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> Houston, the sixth seed in the West, they were. That's that's why you you started at six. Uh no, Clemson. I could I could go to Clemson. Uh, they're they're the five seed in the Midwest, but they were nineteen in Ken Palm, so they could go on a run. Houston, the sixth seed in the West, seventeen in Ken Palm. Uh, TCU, sixth seed in the Midwest, twenty two Ken Palm, and Nevada, seventh seed in the South, twenty four Ken Palm. <clears throat> so wait, you say Texas Tech? No, I said Nevada. Wait, is it TCU? That's I think that's what you said. TCU, yeah, TCU, the six seed in the Midwest, twenty two Ken Palm. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, and then Nevada, you know, seven seed South, twenty four Ken Palm. So you know, just some teams to look out for. Um, Nevada. The problem is, the problem is, I, I have faith in all of those teams you mentioned uh, winning the first game. It's it's the second right, matchup. Right. Right. So. Um, yeah, I know Nevada as UT right away, so I think they'll win that one. Houston, my alma mater. I don't know. Maybe you can comfort me. Maybe I'm just being a cynical fan, but I'm a little nervous even with the first-round matchup. SDSU is really good, and uh, that's a tough matchup to get right away. They're on a nine-game win streak. They just won the Mountain West Conference, which they weren't supposed to win. It's a little intimidating. Yeah, no, I... I don't know. It, it's uh, it's definitely a hard draw for Houston, just in terms of not only their first game, but then it's you know Michigan, UNC after that. Right. Maybe not as hard as Kentucky's draw. We can maybe talk about that. Yeah. But um, no, I think Rob Gray should be should be fine. They they'll get by San Diego State. I don't really see okay much Thank of an you. upset. Thank there. you for calming me down. Especially because I think they did get underseed a little bit. I think so and too. So that that helps their their the amount a little bit, so they I, don't have to. Uh, I don't know. I want to say it helps a little bit, but uh, at the at the same time, it seems like they, like you said, they have a really tough path to get to. You know what I mean? San Diego State, then Michigan, North Carolina also is in there. Like that's tough. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to ride Houston into like the Elite Eight this year, but once I saw they're playing Michigan. Uh, I don't know. I have them Mich- over. I have them over Michigan, <clears throat> and then losing to UNC. Yeah, that's my thing. Is like um, for some reason, San Diego State's gonna determine it for me. If they like, you know, solidly beat SDSU, 
I'm like, okay, I think they could have a chance over Michigan, like upsetting and like making it pretty far. Um, so I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna have them going to the Elite Eight against UNC. I just, I don't know, I don't think Houston's gonna be able to match up with some of the big men in Michigan. Um, Wagner's that stretch five. I don't think Houston's got someone who can D up on them. And they're just so hot. They're, you know, the hottest team probably in the country right now. So hot right now. I think they're going to ride that. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't, I might actually change my pick, have Michigan over Carolina. Really? Seems a little extreme, though. Mm, not really. It's a two and a three seed. That's really not that big. I mean, seeding. I don't know. You got to find those. You got to find those value picks that people aren't going to pick. And. That's you know, true. It, I feel like not a lot of people hits, are picking Michigan to go all the way to like the Final Four. If it hits, then you know you're in a good position. But yeah, Kentucky. Damn, you gotta feel bad for that. Not only are they getting matched up with the best 12 seed, in my opinion, in the field. Right. Um, so I have gonna da- cause them some issues. I already filled out a Davidson upset. So. <clears throat> okay, so not only are they getting matched up with Davidson in round one, then they get a potential matchup with Arizona. With you know the best player in the country, future number one pick DeAndre Ayton, and a team that's looking a lot better than four seed, right? You know, could be could be a one seed honestly. Uh, okay, so you get you get by those two teams, <laughs> and then you have the number one overall seed waiting for you. Yeah. So if you do get all by that, then you should be fine until you meet the team that you just played in the SEC championship or Cincinnati. Um, so there's just no games off for Kentucky. But, I mean, if, if you're going to win it all, you're going to have to get through some tough teams anyway. So, I guess yeah. this is a good test. Yeah. Um, I also think six-seed Florida now has a tough matchup with St. Bonaventure. Wait, so let's let's go back. So, you've already you've already picked Davidson. Yeah. Probably, is that your biggest upset pick? Uh, yeah, because that's 12-5. and five. Yes, I believe that is my biggest upset pick. Damn, we got it. Confidence in your uh, in your Wildcats, the the Wildcats of Davidson. Right. Yes. Yes. Not the Wildcats of Kentucky. No. Yeah. I'm sticking with my conference allegiance. So, no. I think you know what. I don't. I I have them losing the next round anyway. So that one's not like a dire. So it was actually a good time to pick an upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, just point wise, like for my bracket. So I I think I made the right decision there. Also at work. I just wanted to say I had to pick play-ins, and I picked all four correctly. So maybe maybe it is my year. Maybe my knowledge is finally is finally gonna pay off. Interesting. Yeah, I picked all four correctly. So I've, I'm actually feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, I mean I see I see the uh, the reason to pick Davidson because they're you know senior heavy, great coaching. They've got Peyton Aldridge, who's just a stud. <clears throat> versus young Wildcats team out of Lexington, but when your strength rides in an offense and you know making shots, especially three-point shots, and then Kentucky's strengths are to limit those three-point shots, you know, they're third in the country and, and limiting three-point shots, um, and they're looking like the Kentucky team expected right now, I just, I picked them over Davidson, and then I just kept picking them, and I've got Kentucky actually in the Final Four. What? <laughs> yeah. No, that's your SEC bias right there. Yeah, potentially. Um, I think you know, that's it's, what it's that, that is. That's it, that typical thing where you watch one game in the conference tournament, and then it changes your perception. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have Cincinnati field. in the Final Four. There you go. You watch one game, and it's like, whoa. To be fair, though, Cincinnati is a two-seed 
and they are pretty legit. But no, I'm not saying but, I haven't watched other games right. But watching years. watching them beat Houston by one point to win the championship, yeah, I have so much more confidence in Cincinnati now. Yeah, and at least we can notice that. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people. It's like, no, I don't know, man. I just I've got. You know, I've got Texas Tech winning the whole thing. It's like, so you didn't just base that off of your last exposure to the game in, you know, Big 12 tournament. Which happened to be, like, one of three games you watched this entire season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's recency bias to a T. Yes, absolutely. I'm willing to admit that, and sometimes you just, you have to go with your gut. You know what? Sometimes just hope that your bias was the right bias. Somebody's bias was the right bias. Yeah, why not yeah, we're yours? all making biased decisions. Right, so. why not yours? So there's a chance that you were right. I mean, that's what this whole bracket is, is just hoping that you were right because it's just it's pure madness. That's what it is. And if also, he- I might be crazy for this, and I haven't really done all the, the digging to find out if this is um, substantiated or just completely false. But I'm big into like, coaches. Like, if a coach has a tendency to be upset more than I typically try and steer away from that coach going for. Okay. Um, and I know I know coaches in the past like Mark Few has done stuff to uh, to eliminate that that vibe. You know, he took him to the championship game after getting knocked out so early, and that was kind of his reputation. But I don't think John Calipari gets knocked out too early usually, even with young teams That's true. And, and shitty teams. He always takes them at least like the elite eight. But so. he hasn't ever been in, in a situation like this before, am I right? No. Well, he had. Um, what was it? Twenty. I'm gonna say this wrong because they're all like one year part, and one year he won the championship, and one year done. But I think it was twenty. What thirteen? When he had an eight seed, and he took the eight seed. Oh wait, never mind. They lost in the. <laughs> By the way, do you oh. hear this dog above me in the apartment above me? No. Oh, I swear to God, I'm gonna pull Dennis. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike, and we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Reynolds and like go up there and suggest eating the dog. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't. No, no, I just, it was twenty. It was actually it was twenty fourteen. That's the that's the season I'm thinking about when they were riding. Um, I don't know. They, they were they were really underseeded, and they came into the tournament as an eight seed, and then just went on this run and went all the way to the championship game and lost. Um, so that's what I'm kind of that's what I'm kind of hoping happens here. Okay, we'll see. I just feel like nobody's really talking about that with Kentucky. I feel like, in fact, a lot of people have them getting upset. But Exactly, and that's that's what I need to happen. That's, that's true. When you're in a large group of 100 people in one of my pools, you kind of just need something to stand out. Yeah, that's a good point. I really like your Michigan to the Final Four thing. 
I think that's an interesting choice because it's very possible they're a hot team. And I haven't seen a lot of brackets with them in the Final Four, oddly enough. Yeah, there is a pretty cool thing on ESPN. It said, um, who picked whom? And so you can see whom? what... Whom, Jay? Yeah. Whom is never right. Who picked whom is the exact terminology. And you can just see you know, the breakdown of you know, 80% pick this team versus 20% pick this team. Okay. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. And then you look at the ones that you think could actually have a chance of winning Damn, yeah, that's actually and then a good go idea. against the it. grain. Yeah, cause I think betting-wise, that would actually be like help you out a lot. For sure, yeah. You could you could come up with some kind of um, – you could multiply the percentage of people picking this team by some strength metric and then come out with like a value. And then just – honestly, you could just pick straight on value. Damn, I – I didn't think about that. I might have to go back through and, and figure something out before before the games kick off. Yeah, you better do it quickly. Also, I, I was with you for a while, and then I heard you talk about values and multiply, and it just sounded like nerd farting all over the microphone. I basically, no you, you basically explain it to me like I'm five. You just yeah. you have to identify the games that Sub, don't, whoa identify. You have to find the games that people aren't. Um, you have to find the. the I don't even know. Wow, you'd be a really bad teacher. You know, I tutored for five years. You have to find the team. This is why this is why Ole Miss was never very good, right? You were tutoring the Ole Miss. People just kind of nod along. Um, you never really know if they're understanding it or not. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would never like actually be like, no. Could you explain right, so, that further? So, what other what other um, potential upsets are you? Yeah. So. And and these are just potential. These aren't. I'm not saying I picked every single one of these. These are just ones that I went through, and I'm like, this is possible. Uh, the 11 seed Loyola, Loyola Chicago over six seed Miami. Mm-hmm. That's got to be the hottest upset pick right now. I've got them. Um, yeah. I feel like every bracket I see has that because they feel the need to put you know so many upsets in their tournament, and then they just see this like the obvious one. Right, and then you can just have that team lose to Tennessee next it's yeah you know it's that simple thing where it's like okay even if I'm wrong it doesn't matter because Tennessee's gonna win gonna beat Miami or Loyola so exactly yeah um, it's a pretty safe upset pick um that those are always the best to pick and then next I had 10 seed Providence over 7 seed Texas A&M interesting I you know Providence is one of my um Conference Leach's teams, and I, I spent a good bit of time yeah. looking through this, and I just don't see it happening because SEC I bias. Don't think, SEC bias. Well, when Texas A&M is built in a different sense than uh, than Providence is used to facing, Providence is used to facing these these high octane offenses in the Big East that to shack up threes, and they've built this kind of defensive identity in the Big Twelve or the Big East because they've been able to uh, to limit these three point shots. So it's like made them stand out. But Texas A&M doesn't rely on the three point shot. In fact, they barely do it at all. Um, they just, you know, pound in the post and play hard defense, and I feel like that's going to be a matchup problem for Providence, who I think is a little overseeded, honestly. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just they got that win over actually uh, ten seed. Over yeah, Xavier. that might be. I think you know what? I'm not going to argue that. I think you might be right. Ten seed is. That's and I'm not stretch. like I'm not in love with Texas A&M, but I feel like that they couldn't have asked for a better matchup. And really, so, yeah. And honestly, Michigan's UNC, Michigan like, has Montana. So, like they need to play these. Um, like they, their strength is their big men, and they kind of play this old style game. So if they can just 
find teams to be able to exploit that. Really? Because I have I have Lipskin in the championship. Do you? No. <laughs> no they have. Yeah, they've they've got some dark horses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right then. Like I said at work, I picked all the play-ins, picked them correctly, of course. Eleven seed Saint Bonaventure over six seed Florida. What do you think? Hot team. Can it can it keep rolling? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> um, I've got Florida. Uh, in fact, I've got Florida, you know, beating Texas Tech as well. What? So I feel like we're, our brackets are pretty. That's um, good though. I'm glad yeah. that we're we're way different on this because I had no, Saint I just, Bonaventure over Florida and then Texas Tech going like fairly deep. I like Florida. <clears throat> I like Florida. I like the way they they play and their offense. Um, you know, centered around Jalen Hudson, and they you know, shoot the ball well. Don't turn it over. I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna be a team that that makes it kind of far. I disagree. I think they're getting out right away, and then I think it's going to be like Texas Tech and Villanova on the East playing in the uh, Elite Eight. Actually, the one team I do think in that in that um, well, I guess there's two teams in that bracket, the uh, the East bracket that could be upset potentials is Marshall um, and Butler. Wow, Butler. you have. That little faith for Wichita State? Yeah, no, I've got zero faith in Wichita State. Really? Yeah. No, I, I said this a few, uh, few episodes ago. Is when you build your identity as a defensive, as a defense first team, and then you have one of the worst defenses in the conference. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it's gonna cause some issues, cause a little bit of, of, of friction. I mean, I have I have Wichita State losing to West Virginia, so it's not like I have them going deep, but I definitely have them beating Marshall. That's interesting. Uh, another upset that I think could be possible is 10-seed Butler over 7-seed Arkansas. Yeah, no, I, I picked Arkansas, I think. Wait, did I? No, I picked Butler. I picked Butler, cool. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I, really, I, I was on the fence in that one. I, I think Butler is actually really good. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's a potential upset, and then you know either either team next can lose to Purdue, and like I said, that's always just an easy. The tough upsets are like when you get later into like the Sweet Sixteens and the Elite Eights. That's well, the, good, it, the good thing is that most teams that upset round one don't end up going much further than that. But right. the the true the the great brackets are the ones that somehow. Um, are you able to find which, that one team that does make it to the league. Yeah, exactly. And you were like, how the hell did you know Butler was going to make it to the Final Four? Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's like, I had him win in the first game, but I wasn't <laughs> so crazy that I was going to put him all right. there. I'm not an insane person. Um, maybe what they do is just fill out a bracket for every upset to go to, like, the Final Four and just have, like, a hundred couple brackets. Um would you consider NC State over Seton Hall an upset since it's nine and eight, or is that just kind of like a wash? Um, no, I usually don't consider right. games between nine and eight. Nine and, and eight. Ethan, that's right. That's like an even game. I agree. That's even not an ten upset. and seven. I kind of struggle calling that an upset. Ten and seven is where I'll start doing it, but nine and eight. That's just an even matchup. That's like the would you consider most even you can get NC State over Kansas an upset? No. Okay, because that's I've got that. <laughs> you have NC State over Kansas. That's yes, not insane I hate though. Kansas is a one seed. Yeah, I hate Xavier as a one seed too. But 
fine. I, right. I, I'm fine with putting State over, over Kansas. They've beaten far better teams than Kansas this year. Right. That's what I was thinking. That's not an insane pick, actually. Um, yeah, the Kansas one seed is tough. I've seen people having Kansas go to like the Final Four, and I'm like, really? Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, Duke or Michigan State. Right. The thing is, I could. They do have a chance at the Elite Eight because their side of the bracket is not that good. Yeah, especially having Auburn and Clemson as their four and five. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, there's really, you know, NC State actually might be the team to upset them. To be fair, but then you know you have Rhode Island and Duke. <laughs> And Michigan yeah, no. State. So. I think I had the most fun filling out Midwest because I, I just see the potential. Like like we were saying, I don't see Kansas making it to the Final Four, so might as well just go with the upset early. And if it happens to happen, then that's awesome for me because I don't see them going too much further anyway. Um, and then similarly, I don't really like Clemson very much, so I had New Mexico State uh, beating them. And then oh, I have yeah. them beating Auburn. So I've got a NC State, New Mexico State, Sweet 16 <laughs> matchup. <laughs> What? All right. Dude, I, I was hoping that you'd have a little bit more faith in uh, in your conference allegiance. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I should. All right. Um, I'll go Dude, revise it. Defense to play with anybody, they don't have enough offense to keep up with NC State, though. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so that's that's what's gonna happen, and then NC State's gonna lose to Duke in a highly anticipated rematch in the Elite Eight. I know you were talking about how every team's hoping to get Auburn, but I will say I think Auburn got lucky with College of Charleston. Really? You don't like him? No, I, I'm not a huge College of Charleston fan, and I think that has to do with those like bias that you were talking about. I just didn't watch enough College of Charleston. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They have a good record and all, but I think Auburn's going to get past them in the first round. But you I know, did have a little bit of trouble. I mean, Auburn has been playing down lately, but Auburn we came into the season with no expectations. Right, um, and they were hot. I think too. we're overlooking how good they've been all year, just based on what the, what they've uh, what they've been given in terms of expectations. So yeah. the fact that we're underestimating them again in the tournament has me a little worried that they're going to make some huge run and just play over their heads like they have all pretty much all year. Yeah, that's true. What do you think of uh, Rhode Island, Oklahoma? That is actually the first game we have today. It's at, yep. let's see, it's in like 11, hours. I think, yeah. It's definitely cool. going to be on at work, which is great, because I work right next to the break room, and they have a bunch of TVs on all the time. So I'm going to be able to watch like every game while I'm at work, and I'm definitely not going to be doing work. But I think like my bosses know that, and it's okay. They know I do a college sports podcast, and uh, my expectations at work are already pretty low, so I think it's okay that I just kind of like nod off and watch basketball all day. Yeah, um, but it's it's gonna be a cool game. I, I picked Rhode Island. Uh, I might actually go back on it though. I know that one. I wasn't sure about. Oddly enough, I hated Oklahoma getting into the tournament, but with that matchup, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's Trey Young, and I, I, right. I'd really like to see Trey Young versus Grayson Allen matchup. Um, I hate that it might not happen because if Rhode Island does win, or I mean, if, if Oklahoma does win, then somehow Iona is going to beat Duke, and we're just not going to oh, see that matchup. That would be so great and terrible at the same time. Yeah. Because I hate Duke. I hate I, – I, I've never, like, hated Oklahoma, but I hate Oklahoma this year. So – 
it's so bittersweet to think of that happening. It's like, yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you say so you didn't you didn't like that Oklahoma made it in? No, I wasn't a fan of Texas or Oklahoma making it in. No, I was not. Oh, you didn't like Texas making it in either. No. No, god no. Why would I be okay with uh <laughs> Texas and not Oklahoma? Um Oklahoma was better than Texas. So no. I wasn't happy about either of those teams. I mean, you so know, at least so who would you like to replace them so i know a lot of people were like well oklahoma state deserved it over and i'm like ah yeah but that one's not like a huge deal and i get they they want trey young in so i understand that but i feel like usc probably deserved it one that not a lot of people were talking about that really disappointed me was saint mary's not getting in yes i'm so just upset right and nobody was really talking about it they were like well where's notre dame and usc and you had to I was like, where's St. Mary's? They the have I just won 28 games. Exactly. They, they won 28 games, and you're going to leave them out? on the road. Right. You're going to leave that team out. That's insane. That's one of those teams that would have gone on a run in the in the tournament also. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, not for sure, but yeah, potentially. Yeah, that's a team that would go on a run. So that, was, that really upset me. Yeah. Um, so at least, so my, my least favorite thing is hearing these people complain about, well, USC should have made it in, or this team should have made it in, and then, then they never respond with what team shouldn't have made it in. At least this year we've had a little bit of that because Oklahoma right. was so public. Which is, yeah. But usually, usually it's just like Dickie V going on TV. It's like it's a travesty, you know. Louisville's not in the tournament. Syracuse is not in the tournament. It's like okay, that was pretty good. You want to replace because right now you're just complaining, but you have no, you know, potential solution. By the so way, that, this year, I, di- I didn't know that you were so good at doing voices. That was amazing. I thought I was listening to the TV. <laughs> Do, have you ever uh, listened to Young Turks, not trying to get political? Um, yeah. Very liberal. You sounded just like the guy from Young Turks, too. I didn't realize that they have the same Jake. voice. Yeah. It's a travesty! <laughs> yeah, that was, that was good. I'm really impressed, by the way. Okay, anyway. Sorry, but shit. Yeah, I do, I do appreciate that finally they're saying... These are the teams that shouldn't have made it. Now prove us wrong. Like, go on a run. Do something. If you lose in the, the first the round, is, then then it just solidifies why you shouldn't have made it. Yeah, the problem is Oklahoma has Trey Young, who still leads the nation in points and assists. So right. There's a chance that that team, you know, Oklahoma goes to, like, the Final Four or something. And then we're just sitting back. It's like, damn, maybe we should have been arguing against them so much. But well, and that's I what I was saying. I, I was is rooting for Rhode Island. Well, th- and that's what I was saying. I'm more upset about Texas, like Oklahoma, because of Trey Young. I get Texas, I guess, because of Mambo, Mambo, Mamba, uh, whatever, Mamba. His, whatever his name is. I guess that's why. But he's not uh, a transcendent. He's not a transcendent call, college player like like um, Trey. Right, Young. exactly. And I mean, I think UT had like one more win, right? I'm pretty sure they're 19 and 14, and Oklahoma was like 18 and 16, mm-hmm. I believe. 18 and some, I, I don't know, that's off the top of my head. But, um, yeah, the Texas getting in really kind of irked me. And I, and I had something, I said something at work where I was like, I, I want to know what it feels like to cheer for a team. Even when you have the most mediocre of seasons, you never have to worry if you're going to make it to a bowl game or get into the tournament. Like, that's... That's what Texas is. They're they live on recruit mode. They live on recruit mode. Yeah, like U of H. We live on veteran mode constantly. Uh, you know, there's a lot of teams like. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're team, team ready. ready. 
Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Us, too. I'm not just saying it's only U of H. Like, there's a lot of schools like us that we live veteran. Texas recruit. They're like double recruit. What's like less than recruit? That's Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just they just get in because of their name, and it's very annoying. So, yeah, I am I am looking forward to seeing Bamba in the tournament though against Nevada. I feel like that that could that could cause Nevada some issues because their size. You know, we talked about it earlier in the year. They only start six seven players. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Bamba is freakishly long and athletic. Um, so that could be an issue. You know, you just stick him down underneath the rim and say, hey, come try and make a shot. Right. Um, which, you know, could cause some issues. And then Cincinnati after that, you start lining up the wins. Who knows? But it's just one player. Um, I don't see the Cincinnati. He's, he's, <laughs> I'm with you until you said, and then Cincinnati. Um, uh, yeah, I'm out. I'm hey, out let's, not look, let's not overlook Georgia State. Hey, dude, that would be really devastating to the conference, but... That would be wild. Georgia State, I, I work with a guy that graduated from Georgia State. He doesn't care Speaking at all. Of, <laughs> did he uh, Did he mention the quote by Georgia State's coach, Ron Hunter? No, he did know the coach, though. So I was like, okay, that's cool, because he doesn't really yeah. like keep up with sports very much. He did Ron know the Hunter's coach. Badass. Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah, he's been really good for a program for like a long time. So He said uh, on the matchup, he said, Cincinnati stays at Hyatt, and we stay at Comfort Inn. Cincinnati eats at Roos Chris. We eat at Wendy's. <laughs> but, Damn. But by, but by 2 p.m. on Friday, we'll be ready. Damn, dude. Georgia State keeping it real. Yeah, they're just grinding. All, all, the while, like, oh, all the while, Cincinnati's the schools, like, what are you talking about? We don't get any of that nice shit. We're still say, just Cincinnati. Like of all schools you can say that about, Cincinnati is probably the school you wouldn't. Yeah, like Virginia would have, or Kentucky or Duke. You know, They would have been good but, examples. Yeah. Cincinnati's like, dude, we're in the AAC. Mm-hmm. Like so it's like the grind team. Like, yeah, right. we, we, we got have... here because of grit and hard work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like we didn't have any five-star recruits. It's like we just play super hard defense, and we have really good coach. Yeah, that's a great quote. But, yeah, Cincinnati was the worst team to use it on. You he was like, like, damn, I'm going to use this regardless. And then he was just he saw that it was Cincinnati. He's like, fuck. Yeah, shit. This is like the one that it doesn't work. He could have used that against Tennessee, Texas. I mean, he could... and so he changed, he changed Hyatt from he had like – Hilton, and then he changes it to Hyde or something. Right, exactly. He's like, I'll bring it down a little bit. Um, also, Wendy's, interesting pick. I, I yeah. wonder if he's uh, getting paid by Wendy's. Oh, did you see uh, Ole Miss hired a head coach? Oh, who they are? Kermit Davis from Middle Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. it's uh, I know it, it, it had been rumored for a while that that was going to happen. You know, he's obviously – he's built a really successful program in middle tennessee pretty much year in and year out um 
I would have liked to see Steve Forbes from East Tennessee. Um, I've heard some great things about like his basketball knowledge and how successful he's going to be wherever he goes, but not super upset with Kermit, Kermit Davis. No, I just feel like it's kind of more of the same. Like, right. He, he definitely has built a, a good program there. Um, is he like outstanding? No, like I don't. No, that's kind like, of a, it's a little underwhelming to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think the fans are kind of like, oh, that's that's cool, but you know what else? Because uh, SEC has <laughs> kind of made this this turn it hiring these splashy head coaches. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Alabama started it. Alabama started it with um, with why can't I think of his name? Um, Avery Johnson, and then you know Auburn got Bruce Pearl, um, Tennessee got Rick Barnes, and you know, Mississippi State got, you know, Dan How- or Ben Howland. So all these SEC programs are going to these big coaches, and it's you know, showing up now that SEC's got eight teams in the tournament. Yeah. And then Ole Miss is like, you know, we're just going to get the same coach we've had for the last 20 years. He's going to get jun- junior college transfers, and he's going to win us 18 games and be in the bubble every year. So yeah, kinda- and I feel like y'all are in the SEC. You all have a lot of money. There's a lot of coaches that you could have picked up. Yeah, a little disappointed. I know Thad Mata and um, <clears throat> Thad Mata and Tom Crean were both rumored. I think one of them turned it down. So a little disheartening. A little disheartening. Here's a question: If well, you probably wouldn't do it for NC State, would you? If they made it to the Final Four, would you go to San Antonio? Um, no. Okay. If it was if it was Ole Miss, and I was still there for sure. Uh, but as a graduate student, I like cheering for NC State, and I've got them, you know, going to the Elite Eight. But I'm not going to travel to to go see him play. Well, because I'm such a good fan of U of H, I think I'd be willing to drive the like 45 minutes it takes to get to that arena from my apartment. Wow! If, if they made it to the Final Four, yeah, yeah. I know it's dedication, and um, I would put up. You know, what? it's probably like an hour and a half with traffic during the Final Four, so I would put up with all that traffic. Sit in the car for about an hour and a half. I think I would do it. Damn. Now, would I fork out the money and buy a ticket? No, probably not. Would I go to a bar in San Antonio and watch the game? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, but at least you'd be in the city. Exactly, I'd be in the city. Like, was I at one of the World Series games to watch the Astros win? No. Did I skip work on Friday just to go to the parade in the city? Yes. I was part of it. That's all Which one's more important? I think the I think parade's actually more important. Right. The real fans go to the parade. All the, you know, the rich hoity-toity fans can afford to go to the game. All of us gritty real fans can't afford that. So we go, we all skipped work because it was during like the middle of the day on Friday. Everybody skipped work and uh, went down there. It was the most Houston thing ever. There was like pit bulls fighting each other, um, dudes fighting in the streets with face tattoos. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, so if Houston goes to the Final Four, expect a similar atmosphere, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, not, so uh, not that San Antonio is not already used to that kind of atmosphere, but... Sum this all up. Uh, your upsets are... How many upsets do you have in the first round? Like, ten... Uh, upsets that I personally picked? Yeah. Um, I think... So I picked Davidson over Kentucky. I can't remember if I picked Loyola over Miami. I, I have to go back and check. Um, St. Bonaventure over Florida, Butler over Arkansas. Okay. I've got, I've got five, 10 through 15 seats. Yeah. After talking with you, I might go back and revise some of this. Yeah. I just do a little bit, a little minor tweaks. Like I just put Marshall over Wichita State. Yeah. See, I wouldn't do that, but I do like the, 
NC State upset over Kansas. Yeah, I just feel like that's a value pick because if you don't see them going too too much farther, then might as well steal some points. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree. I just don't really see, but they are playing in Wichita. That might that be a huge home, that is true. home court advantage for them. Oh shit! I did see the video. Damn, I didn't even think about that until you. But NC State's one on the road this year. Um, actually, have they? Ooh, I might have to think about that. But I did just see the video of Kansas showing up at the arena. Oh my god! Yeah, so I think I might stick with them because like it's in it, it looked like the the opening home game after they just won a national championship. Like they walked out and the place was just bumping. So and this is just for shoot around. So I mean, I guess that leaves Clemson or Auburn to beat them. Because I can't remember how deep I have them. Yeah. I might have them losing. I don't know. Do I have them losing? I think it's. I think it's because all this hype of, of them losing to the 16 seed pen. My conference allegiance, Ivy League. Oh, that's right. That's right. Everybody, everybody's like, could this be the year that the 16 beats the one? <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, my Cornell. You know, they didn't make their uh, Cinderella story run, but it's okay. They tried. Just stopped a little short. Do you want to go through our conference allegiance? Yes. Just okay. the ones that made the tournament. Yeah, let's just talk about our teams that made the tournament. Um, so, here, I'll do mine first. Uh, my Big East team, I have Creighton in at an eight seed playing nine Kansas State. So, that's pretty uh, That's pretty fun. My Atlantic Actually, 10. I do have, I, I have Creighton winning uh, Kansas State, just letting you know. And then I've also, I mean, I had to think about them against Virginia. That well, uh, Creighton and Kansas State was a really tough matchup. I, I have to say, I did pick Creighton because I'm sticking with my conference allegiance. But yeah, I had Virginia winning the next. Dude, I don't know. I like Creighton. Yeah, so do I. I just, uh, I don't know. Virginia's good. It's all about yeah, that yeah, defense, baby. Um, my Atlantic Ten, Davidson, at 12 seed. I have them upsetting five seed Kentucky. So, you know, that's pretty cool. So that that's I have two teams in the South, and both pretty good matchups. Is that is that all you have? No, that's just the South. And then in the West, I have twelve seed South Dakota State. Um, I might put them upsetting Ohio State just to be different. I know they won't, but I think that's the I think outside of Davidson, that's the most common five twelve upset I've I've seen. Oh really? Okay, never mind. I probably won't then. Yeah, I thought Don, I was gonna be like I thought nobody would pick them because it's South Dakota State. Well no, because you know, they, they got that stud Mike Dom and they just I don't know, they they see him balling out. I think a lot of people just look at records too and they're like, Wow, South Dakota State had a huge record this year. Yeah, yeah twenty eight and six, holy That was another thing we discussed in the other podcast. It's like that's that's one thing people do. It's just like look at the records next to the names, and they're like, "Whoa, that team's really good." Look at how many wins they had. Um, Another I, thing people do is just listen to listen to or watch the uh, the TV broadcasts uh, the night before, and then just wait until people say, uh, "This team's hard to pick against them," or "This team's peaking at the right time." Those yeah, are, those are two of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's the most simple thing to not pay attention to all year, and then do just as well as everybody else at the last second. That's what I do in school. Uh, I also have the 13 seed UNCG against the 4 seed Gonzaga. Sorry, Spartans. I have Gonzaga on that one. Um, that's like the first one I haven't picked of my team. Yeah, Gonzaga is actually really underlooked, I think. Yeah, they're, they're tough. I have them 
definitely beating Ohio State. And then I can't remember if I have them going on to the Final Four or not. But, yeah, I definitely have them uh, getting a little bit further. Dude, I've got, Ohio, I've got Ohio State. I feel like our brackets are so different. I've got Ohio State beating South Dakota State, beating Gonzaga, and beating Xavier. I don't understand where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> I don't have any East teams, oddly enough. That's that's one I don't have. And then in the Midwest, I have 12-seed New Mexico State versus 5-seed Clemson. As we discussed, that could be an upset. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. That's all my teams. So I have quite a bit of teams in. What do I have? Four? Four or yeah, five teams choosing. in? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's yeah, that's five teams. Yeah. How many do I have? I only have two. Ooh. I'm I've superior. Two and a half. <laughs> all right. What's, let well, me hear this. I've got all my NIT teams. I've got, you know, like four. Five. <laughs> so I've got, um, obviously, Providence, who I have almost zero confidence in winning Texas A&M. Um, and then I've got Penn, who's going to upset Kansas, the first 16 seed to be to one. Wait, those are, your, are, those are your only two teams? Well, then my half team is St. Mary's, who, who uh, deserve to be Southeast from Louisiana in the NIT first round uh, two days ago. I hope, I hope they but, win the NIT just because they deserve to be in the tournament. Yeah. But Penn, little, little known fact, as this, this hasn't been said okay. 30,000 times over the last couple of days, they're the best team in the country uh, playing against the three-point shot. And you know what Kansas does? They shoot the three-pointer a lot. Oh. That's just a recipe for an upset. That's why everybody's saying this is this is the one to look out for. Um, little do they know, like like uh, Big Cat mentioned on part of my take, it's probably because they're playing Harvard and Yale and Dartmouth and Cornell. But yeah. shouldn't those teams be the best at shooting the three-pointers? Yeah. I, I think we mentioned that. The nerds, that uh, they're really good at shooting three-pointers. But so I actually went a little bit of digging. Ivy League um, only ranks 14th in three-point percentage out of all conferences, so right in the middle. It's really disappointing so, for white guys, you know? It is, yeah. You that, take that's kind of the thing that we always had. We were like, yeah, we can't really run very fast. We're not really good at jumping very high, um, but at least we can shoot those threes. That's all we practice. We're not going to be able to rebound it as well, but we're going to shoot the threes. And what did you think about... What do you think about um, the the TV release or the the TV show? Did you watch the release, the bracket release? No, no. Um, I heard about it though. It sounds like it was terrible. Yeah, everybody's freaking out about it. I mean, I guess I had it on mute, so I couldn't really. That was, I think, that was one of the bigger gripes was that the audio was lagged, which seems weird. That I feel like audio lag whenever it happens, I always just assume that it's my TV. Um, but I guess it was just happening to everybody. Uh, so there's huge audio lag. So when Kenny was talking, or uh, you know, someone was talking, it looked like the other person was talking. That it was that far off. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah, I did see the clip of like all the lights going out. I don't know what happened with that. That's just that's bad. The live the live studio audience is a little. It's kind of a weird move. Yeah, especially when it's just random people. It's like right, exactly. This team. I thought that was strange too. Yeah, the pizza thing where he was just like eating Pizza Hut because they were a sponsor. And he's like, hey, you going to share some of that? And he's like, yum, Pizza Hut. And he's like I think stared the, at the, the biggest, camera. The biggest complaint, I think, from everybody was how they spent so much time going through the automatic qualifiers who everybody already knew. Right. And then just kind of like didn't really have so too much of a structure in, in releasing it where in years past, you know, they just go through the entire region and then they go to the next region. Right, which is definitely much better. 
I think the alphabetical thing is dumb. Uh, that it, because it's like if you don't hear a team and they just go kind of quickly and you're like, wait, what? So hold on, is this is a uh, you know is Alabama in? I don't know. I didn't hear the A's. I didn't mind it too much. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I think people are just scared because it's something different. Uh, I kind of liked the alphabetical because. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing whether St. Mary's made it, and so I was like, I knew exactly when it was going to come, rather than um, if it was just going by region, I had to wait through each of the region and, and make sure that I didn't, you know, miss them. That's true, if you're waiting for, like, one team specifically. But if you, yeah. I think in in totality, though, if you're trying to listen to everything, it's kind of, it, it's just kind of like, wait, hold on, I can't remember the B's or the C's, you know, so who was in, in those letters. Um, I just like them going through each region. That I yeah, prefer it that way. I don't like change; it scares me. So they shouldn't. They should just stay the same. No, I didn't. I never minded it, but people are always going to complain. They people complain about the old format because it was too long and stretched out. Whenever you do these things for profit and you have commercials that need to be fit in, and you have to fit it in this hour-long special, like it's just not. It's not going to work. Um, there's really no method to maximize the uh, the enjoyability in a in a format like that. I do love how. Yeah, people complain about the old format, but now with the new one, they're like, why can't we just go back to the old one? I liked that that one. one (laughs) Yeah, just like we could, each person that complained, go back. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. On their Twitter from like a year ago or two years ago and just see them complain about the old format as well. Yeah, no, I just, that's all I remember. I was like, wait a minute, people are, because when I saw the the hate on Twitter, I was like, wait, people want to go back to that? I just remember, the only thing I remember about that was how much people hated it. I didn't. So I had to go back and remember what. what yeah, it seems was. weird that everybody's now is like so nostalgic about the old one, where you're like I could have swore I remember everybody hated it. Yeah, and then I mean that's that's not an unusual phenomena. You know, we see the same with the BCS system. Um, everybody was rooting for this uh, selection committee <laughs> and the playoff committee. Yeah, that's the best. That's now the it's best. like well, we need more numbers. Like, why is it so subjective? Like, look at look at TCU and Baylor. Um, their metrics are way better than these teams. It's like, wait a minute, weren't you the one that were fighting against the BCS? Because somehow this computer system was biased. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and they were so happy when they announced that they were going to do the playoffs. And, and now they're like, oh, the playoffs are just terrible. It's so, so long. Yeah. we got to fix that. Why do you have these people picking the teams? Yeah, we we got to fix the playoffs. It's just the worst thing. And you're like, dude, four years ago, <laughs> you would have killed somebody to get the playoffs. Yeah, it it is funny. That's just that's sports though. That's sports. No one's ever. And then another another thing that people are complaining about right now. I think this is just the complaint segment is uh, the quadrant thing. You know, that's the big. That was the big. uh, That was the big inclusion into the the analytics of college basketball this year was we're going to break teams down by their RPI, which is what they've always done. Terrible metric, as well as their quadrant wins. So you know. uh, um, you know, this team is six and one in quadrant one, uh, you know, 12 and 0 in quadrant two, etc. We've seen this in other sports 
And we've seen it in basketball, you know, top 50 RPI win. It's similar to that, but the quadrant was supposed to be designed to um, favorite road wins relative to home wins. So I think a, a home top 30 win was equal to a road top 70 win. I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm getting that right. And that, that, that neutral top 50 win. That's all quadrant one, I think. Okay. You know, so if you beat a top 70 team on the road, that's equal to the top 30 team at home. And people are freaking out. It's like, well, where do you get these numbers from? It's like, why do we have to divide it up? Well, it's just a way to make things a little more ingestible rather than looking at it uh, totality. And I understand the cutoff points are a little subjective, but that's just right. because we have this weird obsession with arbitrary cutoffs that uh, <laughs> that end with round numbers. Like that's not unusual. We just we had to pick a number, and that's where it came to be. Would you rather it be top twenty-seven versus uh, forty-two? It's like I don't know. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, that would weirder, be much weirder. Yeah. If we had stats to back that up, I still don't think people would be in favor of that. That's true. Yeah, the round number definitely is the round numbers. I don't know what it is. It's like we want to see a zero or a five at the end. It's just easier to digest. It's just yeah, it, it, because you can remember the zero. You know what I mean? No, exactly. Now it's, instead of four numbers to remember, you're actually only remembering two with a zero afterwards. There you so, go. So that as a guy that's not good with numbers and you know a common man, I can tell you that's that's exactly what it is. No, yeah, I just I just don't understand why people hate the quadrant system. It's like that's kind of what we've been doing forever. It's just that just packaged a little different, and we're we're taking into account home court advantage, which is something that we all know exists. Although this year I did see home court advantage was down, according to Ken Palm. Yeah, and I, and I won't go into NASCAR, but NASCAR's experienced the same thing with their playoff system and the point system, and they do stages now. I don't know if you knew this. NASCAR isn't just one long race anymore. It's stages. It's three stages. Or the Coca, the Coca-Cola 600, it's four stages. But it's very weird. Depending on where you place in each stage is how much playoff points you get, and then you get drawn into a playoff system it's very strange, but a lot of people are pissed about it. But at the same time, before the this system, everyone was complaining that NASCAR was getting to like the the winner was decided before the the end was even near. You know what I mean? He was so far ahead that it was like, okay, well, he already won. Why am I still watching? So they created this to try to make it better, and now they're like, what the hell, man? Mm-hmm. Even though it does make it more exciting at the end, but yeah, similar yeah. situation. You don't want the changes to swing the pendulum too far in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's just part of the experimenting is maybe you do need to test those limits and then find some middle ground. Right. I think it, it takes a little bit of testing. I just think with Twitter and social media, you're never going to make anyone happy anymore. Before Twitter and social media, you didn't hear the crazies. You didn't hear the outliers as much. You know, you, you really got a better uh, census of what the majority enjoyed just based on TV view, viewerships. You know, you're like, okay, well, people seem to like this because look at how high the viewers are, or old people aren't writing us letters saying that they they think we're going to go to hell anymore. But now with Twitter, everybody can tweet something, and just because 10 people retweeted something, now it's trending, and these like 11 people have determined what's going to happen in the sport. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a social media that favors outliers. Um and there's right. a lot of social implications that, that fall out of that, but just seeing the sports, it's yeah, it's it's the same thing, you know. Those ten, like you said, those ten people, uh, that's just one of the outlying ends of the bell curve where most people would actually fall in some other segment, but because they are the loudest um, demographic, they're gonna 
pretend they're going to act like the like the majority. Yeah, so let's say for NASCAR, they're like, oh, I don't like this playoff system, and then it gets 20, 10 retweets. Now BuzzFeed has an entire spread about 20 reasons why NASCAR is terrible, and it just no, like no, ha- it has the retweet. Twitter will say, people are outraged over... <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I hate those tw- Twitter things that you get when you go to the search thing. Yeah, and it talks about how angry people are about something and they only offer like four tweets about it and it's only one side of it yeah exactly they're they're never like oh also on a whole other opposite side people don't care (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah, i think twitter is kind of ruining ruining this because i don't know i didn't watch i didn't watch the uh the uh selection show though but i did see that the ratings were terrible i don't know how much goes into those ratings, but it was like awful compared to years past. Right, and that's and that's really all that matters when it comes down to it. That's all these networks care about. I mean, you can tweet whatever you want, but as long as you're still watching it and the ratings are still up, they're just gonna keep doing the same thing. Uh, NASCAR, mm-hmm. their ratings have been dwindling every single year. I think the Daytona 500 this year was record low, like all time low for NASCAR. So they're desperately trying to change whatever they can. Um, so I think you could tweet NASCAR just yourself and be like, hey, here's a suggestion, and they'd probably do it. Like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, Jesus, thank you so much. <laughs> do you want a job, a full-time job? All right, well, what else you got? Um, uh, well, we can talk a little bit about hockey. Uh, just to wrap up some of the stuff that I was talking about last week, the Big Ten tournament's still on. I called for a Penn State Ohio State matchup. I was wrong, <laughs> obviously, but it was close. Penn State lost to Notre Dame, three to two, on Saturday, and Ohio State beat Michigan in OT, three to two. And they only do single elimination in the Big Ten hockey tournament, so it's going to be Notre Dame versus Ohio State in that tournament, which is the two best teams in the Big Ten anyway. So it's it's pretty pretty uh, women's basketball of them. Pretty chalk. Yep. Speaking of women's basketball, uh, you got anything on women's basketball? I, I found you know, out at, from work you can't even make like a women's bracket. Yes, you can. Can you? Yeah. Oh, we were trying at work and we couldn't figure it out. No, I'm on it right now. You're on it? Like you can fill out the bracket? Yeah. Yeah, my favorite thing to do is just fill out one of these brackets but do all all favorites. So complete chalk bracket and then usually it does pretty well. Yeah, it's women's basketball. That's exactly all you have to do. There might be like one upset upset in round one, but then after that, you're like, no, you're gonna you're gonna get it right with all the uh, higher ranks. NC State, NC State get a did get a four seed, which I think they were five seed last year. I was kind of pissed because if you get a top four seed in the women's basketball tournament, then you play at your home court, which is pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, so they they favor or they uh, they reward the you know the dominant teams and then they host they each host a little four team tournament you know so um, NC State will play Elon I guess what would suck is if you lost first game and then you just still had to host the <laughs> the next game at your home court oh that would suck um, and then you had to like watch the team at beat you play you know Maryland or whoever it is so I don't know much about women's basketball but I know I am picking St Francis in round one. Yeah, let's. I wonder if I could see. They are the 16 seed playing number one UConn. 
Yeah, no, I see that. I'm, I'm looking at it. I think that's going to be UConn's first loss of the season. So, I can't see. Uh, they did. They lost to Sacred Heart. I won. That was a big, big game for them. They beat Cincinnati by four. I don't know if Cincinnati's women's basketball is as good as their men's, but that's you know pretty good indicator. So yeah, look up for St. Francis. Yeah, there you go. I think St. Francis is gonna probably take it all the way to the Final Four at least. No, I've got St. Francis beating UConn and then losing to Cornerback. Ooh, <laughs> that would be good. I, I support that also. Um, let's see who else is on this list. George Washington, 14 seed, going to go deep. Green Bay, 7 seed. The Packers, they're getting out there. Um, yeah, fun. That's <laughs> women's basketball. Uh, you want to do some right here first? You got some, yeah. Let's do it. Extra, extra, read all about it. Read all about it. So this one is actually, this is a homegrown version. This is one of my posts. Oh, Okay. Yeah, uh, it's getting a little love on Reddit, on the college football subreddit. How many people are already talking shit about it, more importantly? Well, the good thing is I figured it would be just getting torn up. So yeah, that that's always the, what happens. I try to post on Reddit, and people are like, fuck you, go hang yourself and die and burn in hell, you <laughs> piece of shit. And I was like, wow, the, uh, sorry for trying. The post, the post is titled Mark Madness Strategy and Analytical Comparisons or Analytical Comparisons to 2017 College Football Teams. So what I did, I just I broke down... I didn't go through every team in the field. I just I kind of went through like the top 25, gave them some comparison to a 2017 college football team based on uh, subjective observations, but mainly um, comparisons to their offensive and defensive metrics. So, for example, Virginia, I was I compared them to Alabama because you know they're a strong defense first approach um, with great teams you know, all year. Um, and they've got that kind of similar ugly style of play that if you're not a fan of either of the teams, then you're going to be a little turned off by them, but they're just so good. Right. So I figured that was a pretty easy comparison. That I've, you know, I've got the whole page, and I've got some notes on, on each of them. Uh, so I figured, yeah, I mean, I did put a little bit of effort in this, but I figured it would just get torn up because they'd point out that one comparison that was weak and be like, are you serious? And I figured it was kind of like Twitter, but I guess – if you actually put some effort into it and make it look good, like I did some formatting and did some bold and some some headers and stuff, Ooh. people actually responded to it pretty well. They think that I know what I'm talking about. It's kind of funny. Okay. Make sure to mention chairgating in there. Hey, listen to chairgating. Hear, yeah. hear all about this. Uh, send me the link to that. And I want to see it. Yeah, I will. Um, got some pretty good comparisons. There's some weak ones, I'll admit. I mean, when you're trying to find matches to all these teams without using any duplicates it can get a little difficult. right right especially because there's so much more basketball than football yeah yeah but there i mean i, I overall I feel pretty good about it okay uh, let's see duke i compare them to ohio state what about houston do you compare them very, to houston both very hateable um who did i compare houston to where are they you just compare, houston, compare to houston? houston to tcu oh okay i i'm not against that so you got they got the gritty you know, built by their defense, but also an efficient offense. Nice. Um, I said strength is in defense and effort, where uh, rebounding is one of their strengths, despite their lack of size. So it's kind of like the gritty. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, I'm a big fan of this now also. Yeah, and also I kind of did top down. So once I got towards the bottom, like Houston was down towards the bottom, it was kind of right. hard to find. Yeah, I imagine. Work. No, that was a good comparison though. If that's one of your bottom ones, then I'm I'm pretty impressed. 
yeah, okay. yeah check it out i'll, I'll send you uh all right send you a link yeah i'll tweet out the link from chairgating everybody make sure to go to chairgating.com you know what i might even turn that into like a blog on yeah on the website just so people could see it uh and then obviously i'll have the link to the reddit on there as well but that's what i'll do today yeah, like, work. it's got 30 upvotes hopefully up my votes. boss doesn't <laughs> listen to this 30 upvotes that's not bad oh you just sent it to me all right <clears throat> yeah all right is that it for right here first uh that'll do yeah i didn't really see much this week yeah that's fine all right well everybody uh check out the website check out the twitter check out the instagram and uh give how to do that a listen how to do that.co uh check it out see if you like uh, what you heard i feel like i did pretty well on it probably even better than i do here because we were recording at a bar and he was uh buying the beers the whole night so check it out all right that's it peace What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.